Hi, it's Dave from Dave and Paul Talk Professional Websites. This week, you've got just me, Dave, but I've got a very special guest, Robin Adams from Chimp Answers. I'm really excited to have him on the show um, because he is an expert at MailChimp. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm doing very well today, David. Yourself? Yeah, good. Uh, before we start, I love your background. That's a very chimpy, chimpy background. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. The, joy, the joys of Zoom mean that I can have a nice background, but what it really means is that I don't need to keep my office tidy. It just means <laughs> that I can like, go straight into a Zoom call and not worry about what's going on behind me. It's very handy. <laughs> that is very handy indeed. So uh, today we're talking about um, email marketing. Now, obviously, you're an expert uh, email marketing. How long have you been doing it? I've actually only been doing email marketing specifically for probably like five or six years, but I've been involved in marketing my entire life. And, right. and, and as I've discovered, it's email marketing may be a discipline, but it's actually the strategy that makes a difference. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Email marketing is just a strand of marketing. So, um, for, so for, for people that don't necessarily um, understand email marketing, the laws obviously changed a year or so ago, a couple of years ago. Um, so what can you do and what can't you do in email marketing now? I think there is, uh, diving straight into it as it were, there are two ways that you can look at email marketing. There is there is the right way to do it and there is the wrong way to do it uh, from an ethical point of view. Um, what happened a couple of years ago was certainly in the UK and Europe, GDPR came into force. And basically what that was trying to do was to try and apply some some rules about what data you can and can't use. And in our point of view, from email marketers, like who can you actually send an email to? All right. And what GDPR says, and there are lots of loopholes as with any law like this or whatever, but the, the essence was you can only really send emails to people who are either interested from a, a the, the, it's reasonable to send them an email or you're sending them because they've given you consent, okay? And a consent is a big part of email marketing now. Yep. So from GDPR, it's basically, if you haven't got consent or, and you, there's, there's a gray area called legitimate interest, which basically means that you can communicate with people who it would be normal to. So yep, let's yep. say, for example, customers. You may not have got consent, direct consent from a customer, but it's not out of the realms to send an email to a customer. Yeah. You basically, GDPR basically says you can only send emails to these types of people and you almost need permission for it. Yeah. And I suppose the reason I started off talking about what's the difference between kind of like good and bad or ethical is the fact that just because GDPR came in, it hasn't actually changed the rules of what of people who are successful at email marketing and people who aren't. Those people who are successful in email marketing understand that consent is a really valuable element and thing to have if i send you an email and you've said to me i'm happy to receive your emails robin you're more likely to open it you're more likely to engage with it which means yeah. that my email marketing is going to be more successful if i send you an email and you've got no idea who the heck i am and i've got no understanding of my business or whatever and i send you something out of the blue you're likely to not look at it you may even turn around and say why is this person emailing me i've got no idea who they are and as a consequence the email is going to fail and yep. all GDPR did was kind of like highlight to people that cold email is not really a very good route to success for anyone. And if you want to do well at email marketing, getting permission, getting consent is really, really important. Right. And okay. to underline that fact, MailChimp 
is technically a permission-based email marketing tool, which means that you can only actually use MailChimp, and this is the same for a lot of the tools out there, you can only use it to email people who you've got permission to communicate with. Right. So okay. underline, get permission. Fine, okay. So uh, by way of an example, if, if I was a, a customer, and let's say you were selling power tools, and I'd bought yes. a cordless drill, if we released a new model... Because I was an ex-customer and it was a new model, that's legitimate interest. It's it's it, again, it's one of those things. That it's reasonable. So, like, yeah, if you to send, if I bought that power tool from you, and then you got a new model coming out, would it be reasonable for you to communicate to me about yeah. that new model? Well, yes, yeah, yeah, it yeah. would, because I've bought the products. So I'm interested in it. You know, I'm interested, as it were. But if you brought out a um, started selling holidays, yeah, and communicated with me about holidays. That's not reasonable. That's that's no. completely out of out of, yeah, out yeah. of bounds. Unless it's a holiday to the place that makes the power tools, of course, which might, <laughs> which, True, which, which might be legitimate. It's it's all about. To be honest, it's all about reasonableness and ethicalness. And I and I people talk about you know difference between online and offline or whatever. An analogy I use an awful lot with email marketing and being successful in marketing is treat people like you would in the real world. If yeah. you've basically walked into a nightclub and spoke to someone completely out of the blue, they'd turn around and say, who are you? What the hell's going on? But if you walk in and take to people, talk to people who you already know, if you treat them as an individual, if you take into account your existing relationship, you're going to be able to build and develop that. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the key message for anyone who wants to succeed at email marketing is to understand that it is about building a relationship Exactly the same with any email, any type of marketing activity and using that relationship to exchange value. You give okay. information, advice and tips, they buy from you. Okay. So uh, GDPR largely has just got rid of a lot of the chaff. That, well, you'd that hope people it would have. Get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> you hope it would have. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as ever, it's, <laughs> it's not, a, not a perfect law. But well, It's like any, you know, the analogy I use for GDPR is like driving on the motorway. You can okay. be at 50, you can basically drive at 50 in the, on the inside lane and eventually get where you're going. You can sit on the middle lane at 75, which is technically breaking the law, but you've got to have a very bad day to get caught. And even if you do get caught, they'll just turn around and go, do you want to slow down a little bit, mate? And yeah. the reason being is that they're all worried about the guys in the outside lane who are doing 100 miles an hour. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah, the same yeah, with GDPR. All of the GDPR regulations are there to catch the serial offenders, the people who are really abusing the system. If you're a business who's being above board and ethical in your email marketing, even though yeah. you may not be strictly adhering to GDPR regulations, you are at least you trying. Are still, you're, 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 yeah, if you're trying, you're not going to, you know, you're, it's very unlikely that you're ever going to have any problems at all. And if, even if you are, the fact that you're trying is something that, you know, they want to do because the reason for GDPR and all these bits and pieces is to cut down on the cowboys. That's where this is, this is what it's focused on. Yeah, yeah, 85% sure, sure. of all emails sent is spam. 85 percent is as high as that exactly wow. which means that they're basically that's who gdpr is focused on it's focused yeah, on all yeah. those people who are completely ignoring the rules and yeah, just yeah. sending emails yeah, yeah i mean i occasionally look in my spam folder and i'm always staggered by quite how many emails are in there and actually how good the spam filter is because largely speaking i rarely find anything that i was actually interested in but even now there's, there's so many so does does how does GDPR affect data you can collect? So let's say you were you're sending out a legitimate email. Does it? What does it affect? Does it affect what you can collect? Well, I mean, I get. I, I, um, it 
again, it's about reasonableness and transparency. And I think there's one thing that any marketer uh, should be looking at in, in the world today. It's transparency with all the privacy rules coming in. There's regulations coming left, right and centre. Apple are launching uh, their iOS 15, which is going to kind of of like make it even harder for email marketers to understand and track opens and bits and pieces. Privacy yeah. is a massive byword nowadays. And that's where transparency is really important. The fact of the matter is that if you want to, you can capture any piece of information you like. The key thing yeah. you need to remember, though, is that you need to be transparent about what you're going to use it for. This is why, and you know this nowadays being in web design, you need to have a decent privacy policy on your website, which explains how you are going to manage and store that data. Sure. If you haven't got that, then technically speaking, you can't do it. So, right, okay. so, so the fact of the matter is that GDPR is there for people who are misusing data, who are kind of like are not protecting it and are not managing it securely, are letting anyone, you know, get it data leaks and whatever. But purely from an email marketing point of view, I can send you a form and ask you to give me everything and anything information you want. As long as when you're looking at that form, you understand that you're giving me that information and I'm explaining what I'm going to do with it, then theoretically yeah. there shouldn't be any issues with okay. that. Okay. But, but, but because it, yeah, because it, it's given willingly as opposed Definitely. to stolen, Trans not you know, stolen kind of. Yeah, yeah. Quite. Exactly. Okay. So um, you're an expert in MailChimp. There are obviously other email marketing tools out there. Obviously, I don't work for the BBC, but I do have to say that. Um, <laughs> so what percentage of the market use MailChimp? Just for people who aren't really aware of it. Okay. Last survey that was done by Litmus, which is one of the recognized, they basically do a load of design and, and tracking other bits and pieces for all email tools. And they do an annual yeah. state of the market survey. Uh, MailChimp at the moment in its core market, which is small businesses, has got a 33% market share worldwide. Uh, right, and that okay. represents probably double any other email marketing tool in the small business. And even large businesses, it's got uh, an impact. MailChimp say they've got 12 million users worthwhile, worldwide. And, and realistically, for most small and medium-sized businesses, MailChimp is the most used email marketing tool out there. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it, it's not dominant in the way Google's dominant, but it is, it is no. dominant at least, yeah. Okay, Definitely. so... Um, if you were a, a new business or a small business and you really didn't do much in the way of email marketing, yeah. what would your recommendations be? Well, well how do they, how would you start? <laughs> You're laughing, question. Robin. That's not a good no, start. No, no, it's a great question because <laughs> it's a question that gets asked all the time, you know, and but, but not just conceptually of what would you suggest. People come and say, I'm starting out, what would I do? Right. Uh, and the first thing I always say is, is that understand that email marketing on its own will not succeed. Okay. Yeah. So for example, you, for email marketing, you need to have data. So to send someone an email, you need their email address. So yeah. well, how are you going to get their email address? So that suddenly means you can have a form on a website. You can have other bits and pieces like that. So you need to understand, first of all, kind of like, where email marketing fits in the overall journey. Now, you don't need to get all nebulous and geeky marketing about this. It's just they arrive on my website, they fill a form in, they get these emails, the emails ask them to do stuff, and then they do the stuff as it were. That's very yeah. simple what it's about. So you need to understand how are you going to get the data? Yeah. And you need to understand the purpose and what you're trying to do with email marketing. And this is where it's the difference between 
where would you start with email marketing? Where do successful email marketers start? And successful yeah. email marketing start because they've got an understanding of why they're doing email marketing. They look at, right, so for example, my business a bit like yours there are elements that are off the shelf but a lot of it is consultative a lot of it is we don't sell something until we've spoken to someone yeah so in that instance the email marketing strategy that that business a business in that system kind of our area needs is about getting the phone call it's about driving people to actually book a chat because once they're booked a chat the email marketing's done its job and then it's down to a one-to-one conversation to decide how to actually proceed So from that point of view, it's saying, right, we're using email marketing to do this, to achieve this objective. And then once you've got that, then you can start getting into the detail of how you're actually going to do it. How are you going to do? And my view on marketing, I've I've got a very simple view on marketing. Successful marketing is about two things. It's about understanding what's the next step in the journey. What happens next? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then secondly, how can you make it more likely that that will actually happen? So, no. for example, to send an email, you need someone's email address. So how are you going to capture someone's email address yeah, for yeah, the form yeah. on a website? All right. Well, how can you make it more likely that they're going to fill the form in? So that's where you can start designing video content all those things you can incentivize it so that people fill that form in and they get something in return for doing that there's lots of things you can do but those people who are successful if you're starting out on email marketing uh, uh, it's not a question oh let's just jump into our mailchimp and set it up it's like having a clear plan to say right we want to do this these are the types of emails we want to send or this is generally what we're going to try with email okay so we need somewhere to get their data yeah. And we need a message that we do and we need an objective because if you haven't got the objective, then how do you know if you're doing it well or not? Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, um, if you're if you have a website and your website is WordPress, you can yeah. get plugins and you can get stuff from MailChimp, link yeah. the two together so that if you're collecting the data, it goes straight into MailChimp. Um exactly. And obviously the the easiest place, I guess, for people to start is with uh just using an existing WordPress template, so sorry, an existing MailChimp template, really straightforward and just customize it slightly themselves. Um, yeah. um, I mean, generally what, speaking, yeah. like I said, you, you, you need, you know, to send an email, you need three things. You need someone to send it, you need someone to receive it, and you need the content of the email. Yeah, All right? absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. When you're, so, so and what I say to people is don't worry too much when it comes <laughs> to actually designing an email, don't worry too much about that. Design comes later. Most of the best emails that anyone ever receives have got no design at all. You know, I could send you an email saying we're going out for a cycle ride in a week's time. No content and no email. It's all about the content. Sorry, it's all about the content of what's in there. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to look great. So from, from so focus on content, but focus yeah. on that. And the best way to start, the simplest and easiest way to do is if you've got a business where repeat customers are important, people who come back to you again and again. The best way to, and the first thing that you should do with your email marketing is take your existing customer list, upload it to MailChimp, create an email that says, we haven't spoken to you for a while. Are you still interested? Uh, you know, kind of like, did you enjoy our product or whatever? We'd love to hear from you. Send yeah. that email. That's perfectly valid within GDPR. You're able to do that. You're communicating with people you've got an existing relationship with, and you're giving them an opportunity to re-engage having purchased from you in the past. Simplest yeah. and easiest thing to do. And then all the other stuff, capturing people on forms and other bits and pieces can be built around that particular yeah, yeah, process. Yeah. I mean, but, but my advice 
about email marketing is the same as it is about a website is when people start doing it, there's a real temptation to think we need to have this and this and this and this and this for people to want to do it. And, and that creates a whole load of barriers to you actually doing it because you're trying to achieve too much. You're trying to produce too much content. So my advice is always simple is better. Yeah. You know, Build even if it's just one, one message, two messages or something, something that you can actually achieve. Because the other thing, in my opinion, that's really bad is lack, a lack of consistency. I mean, we were talking beforehand. You, re- you record a podcast as well. Well done, yeah. you. Um, well, you. You can join the gang now. <laughs> um, and you do it every Thursday or Friday and it goes out. And, that, and that's consistent. So it's a regular yeah. time and diary. The biggest thing I, I see with email marketing is where people aren't consistent. Where they'll say, once a month email, and it goes out every two weeks, every two months. No, or it's three weeks apart and then the next one's two months and then it's a week. And now it's kind of, you have to get a process and you have to be consistent because that says so much about your business. If you're not consistent in sending this out and the, the level's not consistent, all you're saying is we're a really ramshackle business and we're not well organized. You know, it's, it's. No, I agree completely. I was speaking to an author based in San Francisco. I'm trying to work out, was it last night or the night before? But anyway, we, I was chatting to her and she was talking about, she's got a new book coming out in six months time. And she was talking about how to build an audience and she's got her existing readers and all those bits and pieces. And what I essentially said to her was, well, what are you going to say? And the thing is, when people go into email marketing, there is like a lot of things, it's a new shiny thing. Oh, let's go and do email marketing. But the fact of the matter is, as you say, consistency wins when it comes to email marketing. It comes to any type of marketing. And a lot of people, when they go into email marketing, they're not thinking about generating the content. They're being sucked into, oh, we can set an automated sequence that will just work in the background and print us money. It doesn't work like that. Yes, that's something that you can do and is going to help. But the key thing is getting that consistency of approach. And and remember that if you're going to say, that you're going to commit to sending an email every month you actually need to write the email you need to generate the content and the value in that email and if you're yeah. not generating the content and the value in that email then i guarantee that your email marketing isn't going to work in like yeah, you say yeah. you end up going oh i've done it for three months and it's not working so i'm not going to do it anymore and yet yeah. email marketing is is it's about that consistent approach over time building those relationships so that you can essentially sell off the back of them yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's really good. So, well, let's say I've not done this before, so I can just go to Mailchimp. I can sign up for a free account. Yeah. Um, and uh, is it then straightforward to to import contacts? Mailchimp tries to make it as easy as possible. Um, Their entire model is a freemium model, which means it gets people in at the free level, and as their business grows it goes up to the paid levels as it were uh, yeah. but yeah essentially it, it's it's it, they're very clear in terms of their onboarding process so when you sign up for account you'll go through your set it all up it will say have you got existing customers that you can do and if you say yes it will basically show you how to import those customers uh, right. mailchimp's got a massive website and a massive help section as well to help people through that journey as it were but it's Mailchimp basically works on, on a database which you update and manage, and then you send emails to all or part of that database. 
Uh, it's true. not actually that difficult. And when you're creating an email, and again, it's like any tool. You pick up any tool, web design tool, email marketing, whatever it is, there's a certain flow and a certain terminology that you need to, you need to learn to almost speak that particular. So I was joking about, you know, I speak fluent MailChimp, as it were. And, but anyone new coming into it, yes, it's going to be a little bit unfamiliar, but once you've kind of like got the idea of how it works, it's very intuitive. The challenge, however, is that some people just never get it and they yep. go and find yep. another email tool, which may be better for them, not necessarily in terms of the technology and what they can actually do, but more so from the it talks in a language that they may be more comfortable with. So yeah. this is for course on that basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what other systems, would you recommend any other systems? Just, just so people have got an idea. No, no, no. We're, 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 you know, we are a, we're one of the few people in the world who just specializes purely in MailChimp. So we don't do web design. We don't do other bits and pieces. We just do MailChimp. Okay. Right, sure. uh, which is, which is great, which gives us a massive niche, but means our, you know, kind of like we're not, we're not in a situation to talk about other tools. But the one thing we're very transparent about is that MailChimp is not, uh, not all that. <laughs> MailChimp is not all seeing and it isn't the best thing out there. There are things that MailChimp does very well, but there are things that it doesn't do particularly well. And we're quite clear in the fact that MailChimp, for many businesses who want email marketing, it's great. If, yeah. however, you use a CRM tool, a customer relationship management tool, it is not the best tool out there for customer relationship. It's got elements that you can do, but it's yeah. not the best. Um, it's one of the better e-commerce tools out there, and it's got a store option that's just added in. But the store option is relatively new. If you're setting up a business, online business, I'd say go and look at Shopify or a, Woopro, web, a WordPress right, website. Okay. With, 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 I did not realize you can do e-commerce through MailChimp. Yeah, they've they only launched it. Probably, only probably, let me think about it, spring this year. Okay. Promise you, it means summer. Uh, and it's literally very, very new. Um, there's lots of reasons behind their doing it. But MailChimp, its marketplace, its core land is basically micro businesses, small businesses, and entrepreneurs. So right, one of the okay. things that it does, it spends lots of money and develop, and a lot of the toolkit that it's bringing, in, bringing to the front are tools that are specifically designed for those types of businesses. So right, we're okay. not talking about, so to be honest, your business size is probably slightly, I'm not saying you can't use MailChimp and use it successfully, but it's not what MailChimp would probably say is its heartland. Its heartland is solopreneurs, is, you know, two or three business people, is one person who's doing a little bit on the side who, you know, makes, I don't know, candles on the, candles in their, you know, kind of like right, at the weekend sure, sure. and wants to sell them. Those are the types of businesses that MailChimp wants, you know, is very much focused on supporting. And okay. they bring in lots of tools. But again, once you graduate past a certain level, MailChimp may not be the best tool for that, but MailChimp is definitely up there when it comes to pure email marketing uh, in terms of what it does compared to a lot of the other tools. Right, okay. That are out there. Okay. So for the smaller, so for the email marketing, it's good for most businesses. For yeah. the other stuff they do, they're basically trying to create a closed ecosphere for those much smaller. So exactly. Said, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's got a website builder in there. It's a very basic website builder, but it's a website builder. It's got a, a an e-commerce function. It's got uh, Mailchimp stores, which is launched. It's recently launched Mailchimp appointments, which is a very basic way that people can actually buy time. So there's right, lots sure. of they're really investing a lot of time and effort into the broadening the toolkit 
that a one person web designer uh, is potentially, you know, sorry, not one web designer, a one person business. Yeah. Is, if they just want a one stop shop, MailChimp will have everything for them. And what they're hoping is that obviously as that business grows, they'll stick with MailChimp from the majority of the tools okay. that they're doing. Okay. that That's really interesting because I, Obviously, I don't I don't follow Mailchimp News, and I did not realise that that was actually their stated aim. Was definitely. I I assumed they were still just an email marketing tool. Foolish me. People, That's what I'm thinking. No, Foolish no, me. A lot, a lot of people do. And to be quite frank, if you ask a lot of the Mailchimp partners, we'd actually wish they just concentrated on email marketing and didn't do all these other bits and pieces. But the fact of the matter is, there are opportunities for them in those marketplaces. It's harder for us as kind of like you know experienced professionals we can't necessarily help someone who's going to start off their e-commerce store because a they haven't got the budget to be able to support a marketing agency yeah. to help and b mailchimp is set up to to help those people do what they need to so you know there's that there's the fact is most of most of the experts and the partners who work with mailchimp and like myself we want them to spend more time, money and investment on some of the more advanced tools because they're the ones that we can actually help implement with, you know, clients to make the most of their, you know, email marketing or whatever. And they've, they've done a fair bit. They've got landing pages, which are really quite powerful, but most people don't even aware they exist. And like I said, they've got lots of other things that they can do, which most general purpose business people don't realize are there because they see it just as an email marketing tool. Okay, okay. So, uh, so in reality, if we... If I was a, a startup, I could actually get started with just. Uh, is that still the free Mailchimp yep. account, or do you yep. have to no. pay at that point? No, 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 basically, if you if right, so if if you were say for example, you were a let's use the example you make candles at the weekend and you want to flood them, you could go yep. to Mailchimp, you could sign up, you could have a free Mailchimp website, yeah, which would allow you to say to people what the different kind of like sense that you've got are you could then connect that to a mailchimp e-commerce store which would allow you to actually sell and take money and yeah. you could obviously apply that into email marketing and social media because they've got the ability to post to social media from mailchimp as well so you could do all of those things within right. mailchimp now yeah. obviously there's a difference if you go to the if you're at the free level your domain name is going to be uh, you know, kind of like johnscandles.mailchimp.com. Your store, every time you take sell something in your store, Mailchimp is going to be taking a commission fee for that. As soon as yeah. you move up to the paid level, then obviously it's going to open up more opportunities. And to some extent, Mailchimp's going to adjust its terms to tap yeah. into account of that. But the idea is to start off with it is almost a one-stop shop for all the things that you need if you're starting out in business. Right. Okay. That's really um that's really very interesting, actually, to small businesses. But presumably, there's the natural thing that once you're in there, it's actually quite hard to get out of it. Uh, you know, as in if you've set the site up and you're in it, you know, you're kind of not not physically tied to them, but it's a, a little bit of effort to leave. That's the that, obviously that's model. The whole model from an email marketing is you start email marketing for free, and you basically once you graduate to the point where you've got to pay, yeah, uh, you're, you're already tied into their system. You've got automations and forms and bits and pieces all tied, and that's actually that. Um, what's its word I'm looking for? The reluctance to change or the cost of change, yeah, is too much and you end up sticking with it and obviously that's the model that's got them to be an incredibly successful business in this marketplace yeah okay but i think all these other things are uh, along those lines i think the only difference is that obviously because they've got this heritage and history in pure email marketing 
you can certainly grow and graduate and become a bigger business and still use MailChimp. But I'd argue at the moment that if you are an e-commerce store, you will very really, very quickly hit a ceiling in terms of what you can do in MailChimp and then start looking for other tools. Certainly from a website point of view, the flexibility you get from going outside of their system is you know, kind of like you've got the full professional websites and WordPress, then you can obviously design them in something like Wix or Squarespace or whatever. MailChimp is even sub Wix and Squarespace in terms of... Oh, okay. Right, right. It really is that basic. So it okay. really is entry level. And that's where I think you know, kind of like they've got their model of they want people to come into the MailChimp infrastructure, yeah. use the other tools, start using the email because that's obviously the main thing. And it may be they, they what is it, migrate to other tools as they grow, yeah. but they still stay with MailChimp from an email point of view. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Okay. But yeah, so that helps differentiate them from other email marketing tools because Definitely. it's the thing they need to, to get started with. Okay, that's yeah. brilliant. So, uh, back to the I've just started in business. Three top tips, if you can. What for email? For just generally? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for, for email, if I'm just getting started in email marketing, I think uh, I like, mean, we talked like, about what you should and shouldn't do. Three very number, short sentences about what. What's... Number one: concentrate on data that you've already got. So, like I said, Fine. take take your existing customers. Put them into Mailchimp and send them an email. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Number step one. Num- step number two: understand your customers. Uh, in other words, email marketing may not actually be the right tool for you. So yeah. have a think about the customers and is email something that they're going to be comfortable with in communicating with you? All right. Yeah. And then thirdly, develop a very simple plan. So have a form, have a way of capturing people's data. And then understand once you've got it, what you're going to say to them. Yeah, and create those yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And, it's, 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 and, it is literally as simple as that. And keep it simple. Totally. Res- resist resist the temptation to go. I'm going to have 15 different bits of information and panels and videos and stuff every time I send out an email. I'm going to do it once every four days or something. You know, res- resist all of that kind of. You got to manage it, and like I said, Mailchimp and email marketing is one part of your overall marketing toolkit. So the fact of the matter is that if you've only got five hours or three hours every every week to spend on marketing, if you're spending all your time faffing around and setting up email marketing systems, you ain't gonna have time to do much else. So you need to understand this is the email does not generate leads. No, sure. Email marketing, you can only email someone when you've got their email address. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. implies that you've generated the lead elsewhere and then they've given you their email address. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's about understanding email marketing is not the be all and end all, it's no. part of a successful system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at its best, email marketing just keeps reminding your customers you're still there. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and no, and that's not a bad result, really. No, no. Um, and there are so many, and this is the other thing is there are so many things that you can build it into. But as you say, you don't want to disappear down the rabbit hole straight away. Build yeah. a solid foundation, do the simple things, send, be able to send emails to customers and emails to prospects. Use that to generate and get confidence in what you're doing. And then once you've got that, then you can start building new bits and pieces into it to be even more successful. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So, um, so ultimately, email marketing isn't for everyone. No. But if it is, it's pretty straightforward to get into. It's a great thing to start, but like anything technology-based, you've got to make sure that you're not overawed 
by the technology yeah. and worried by the technology and you're doing it uh, you're doing it and i think that's the big phrase here doing it as opposed to thinking about doing it yes. you can sit here yeah. and plan a great system but if you don't actually put it into practice that's what yeah. matters so it can be very simple and it can work really well yeah yeah that's brilliant um so uh i think we've got email marketing covered if i'm honest i think we've pretty much done that yeah i mean you 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 talk fast so i think you you've just done twice as much content <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. Well, if you're listening back to this for a second time turn it down to kind of like 7.75 speed it might even work better <laughs> so uh, what are you working on at the moment um, uh, for, the for our listeners yeah, yeah. The, 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 th- the main thing I'm working on at the moment is actually a, a big event that's taking place on the 7th and 8th of October, which is called Chimposium. Uh, it's uh, basically the first event that the MailChimp partners have kind of like pulled together and, and done. So it's a two day online training event, 12 different MailChimp partners, uh, all with their own specific expertise, but people who use the tool on a daily basis. And basically people can come along to it. They can attend the live session or they can come to a live and get a copy of recordings. And it's an opportunity to listen to 12 people who really know the tool, focusing on different areas to get people more out of MailChimp, to really take their MailChimp to the next level. Okay. Um, And what were the dates again? Uh, 7th and 8th of October. If you want to learn more, just Um, go and visit chimposium.com. Uh, tickets are available now as it were but all the details are there there'll be lots of communication coming out i'm going to spread the message wide and far i mean we still work on training we still work on systems and and if you are a mailchimp user the one other thing that i would always recommend is if you're on facebook go and check out mailchimp answers it's a facebook group that we launched five years ago it's the biggest community of mailchimp users out there and it's a great way of getting free advice and tips on mailchimp so just go into facebook and search mailchimp answers Excellent. Uh, and is there any other way people can get in contact with you? Yeah, we're, we're as a we're a marketing agency. You know, especially I always say marketing agency with a Mailchimp problem. Um, find us at chimpanswers.com. We manage the Facebook group, so if you go in there, you'll be able to tap us up there. Uh, we tend to live on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter at the moment. I used to be, but I was spending too much time and getting nothing out of it, so I've dropped away. But you can tap me up on LinkedIn. Just look for Robin Adams on LinkedIn. Uh, it's fairly obvious because mine will be the one that's got Mailchimp all over my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah. That's um, that. This has been a real treat. Um, I've I've actually learned something. There Fantastic. you go. I've right. been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I still learned something. That's so, and that's that's always a win for me. Um, okay. Thank you very much, Robin. No that problem. Thanks for your time, David. Thank really enjoyed much. that. And, uh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Thank Look you. forward to hearing more. And right. yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. This has been a Foghorn production presented by David Horn and Paul Fogg from Keyhorn Limited. We hope you like the sound of this. Feel free to subscribe and tell your friends. We'd love more listeners. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can visit our website at keyhorn.co.uk. That's K-E-H-O-I-N-E.co.uk. We hope to you come back soon and enjoy more podcasts. Thank you. Bye.